should not have come to this place. Well, my rational mind has been so controverted by the spirit world. Will you take nothing from Sleepy Hollow that was worth the coming here? No. No, not nothing. A kiss from a lovely young woman before she saw my face on you, I mean. Yes. Without sense or reason. I speak of kisses, and you've lost your brave man, Brom. I have shed my tears for Brom, and yet my heart is not broken. Do you think me wicked? No. But perhaps there is a bit of a witch in you, Katrina. Why do you say that? Because you've bewitched me. Welcome back to another night of 13 Nights of Halloween. We are here with Sleepy Hollow. with us yep ah, we have a guest with classic us. what's your name <laughs> uh elliot 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 do yep. you want to tell us about yourself or you want to skip that and dive into this movie <laughs> um let, let's skip that part okay we're gonna skip that part <laughs> elliot that's all you need to know okay cool so let's dive into this plot breakdown the story of sleepy hollow in case you didn't know it the classic washington irving tale um, in this version, a young Captain Jack Sparrow is sent to Sleepy Hollow by Saruman to aid Dumbledore, Emperor Palpatine, Alfred Pennyworth, and Harry Potter's uncle in the mystery of the mysterious beheadings. He learns about the workings of the town from a young adult Wednesday Adams who he falls in love with. She might be a good witch. She might be a bad witch. The end. You're pretty proud of yourself, aren't you? That's... That was what I watched. I don't know what you watched, but uh-huh. yeah, that's, uh-huh. that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was the film. That was the film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we touched just about every franchise in this film. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So with anyway. that in mind, <clears throat> with that in mind, this movie did put some twists on the classic story. Uh, not a ton. Well, not a ton of twists, but some significant ones. So I'm sure we'll get into that as we go. Who's kicking off our scores? All right, I'll do it. No problem. You do it. Okay, Uh, so kicking off with story and plot. I gave this a four out of five. Um, I think I mostly just had a lot of fun with like the premise. Um, Just like a nice mystery detective story with the brand Sleepy Hollow. Like that in itself is just interesting enough. Um, yeah, I, I thought the story itself was pretty well put together for the most part. Um, if I have any knocks about it, it'll probably come later when we talk about the direction. Uh, but otherwise it's pretty, it's, it's pretty good at staying straightforward. It's not too confusing for the most part. Um, I enjoy most of the characters in the story as a whole. And, uh, I mean, from beginning to end i'm pretty entertained with it for the most part it's, it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to talk in any more detail of just like you're already jumping to entertainment value yeah i know calm I, down, I, calm down. I, I know i just i don't really know what else to say about the story it's just i like i just found it mainly entertaining for the most okay. part but i do think it's actually a really well put together story it's a it's very good when it comes to more of the detective mystery side um with a fantasy element in there basically the entire um uh, environment of this movie and obviously i'm always a sucker for uh tim burton films so yeah i actually i found the story quite engaging and enjoying um yeah i'll give that a four out of five all right elliot you want to go next or should i so uh i'm actually i'm gonna agree with bryce here okay okay the four out of five i do have a quick question what what is the spoiler policy 
Uh, this movie's yeah. been out long enough. It's you forever. can spoil it. Yeah. yeah, you're good. So I thought the story was pretty good. Give it a four out of five. Um, The thing that shook me. So I've seen this once before and I did not remember it. But the thing that Same. got me was the <laughs> fact that there are actual supernatural elements to this. Like, yes, my memory was that, oh, it was just like a person like Scooby-Doo style. Mm-hmm. OK. And that yeah. is very much not the case. <laughs> <laughs> but it had me it had me thinking that it was just an actual person um, for a good while. So I'd say okay. that's a pretty good story. OK. OK, cool. All right. I'll dive in. Um. I struggled with the story on this one because the story of Sleepy Hollow itself, Ichabod Crane, uh, I believe his name is Brom. That's a classic. The Headless Horseman story is classic. That story is a five. This movie changes it quite a bit, and I didn't care for the changes. Uh, Ichabod is supposed to be a school teacher from the city, from that town from Sleepy Hollow. He's not supposed right. to come from yeah. another town. <clears throat> However, I did kind of think that the detective angle was cool. Mm-hmm. I so like that didn't get under my skin too much. But what did was that in Washington Irving's classic, we ultimately don't know if it was supernatural or if it was somebody in a costume. And I think that is part of what has made that story so timeless. That mystery of was it Brahm in a costume or was it supernatural? Because Ichabod dies and is never seen again. And that's how that story ends. And this one kind of just wraps it up too nicely for me. And I didn't really care for the witch storyline whatsoever. Did not care for it. Did not care for Ichabod's background with his mother all of that was the classic story has the romance in there it just felt kind of forced to me in this story um johnny depp was also on record like he didn't want to play a romantic lead off of Kristen ricci because there was like 20 year age difference mm-hmm. something pretty close to that and he'd known her since she was a kid so it was awkward for him eek yeah. yeah, and I, I, I kind of felt that awkwardness in the film. Like, there's this For romance, sure. but I don't even think they kiss. Nope, they don't show much affection outside of a hug. Yeah, so it's kind of, it's kind of, is it puritanical <clears throat> or is it awkward? And it, it, it straddled that line, but it leaned a little bit awkward romance to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, but ultimately, I was leaning towards four. The story of Sleepy Hollow itself is a five. It's a classic. It's a it's basically a legendary tale. I didn't care for some of the twists personally. So that's why I brought it back down to a three. I don't think we needed the good witch, bad witch storyline. I don't really mind the paranormal stuff. That was fine, too. It just felt like too many things thrown into it. I don't know. A little bit too much of a deviation. However, it's still outside of the Disney short, the best tale of Sleepy Hollow we've ever seen. Yeah, that's probably fair to say. I actually don't really know that much about like the original story in itself, so I can't really speak on the original story compared to this one. But I would agree the romance part of it is definitely one of the probably the weakest story. And that's probably why I couldn't even I wouldn't even consider giving the story a five. There there must be some witch in you because you've bewitched me. Hey, listen, the script comes later. Let's that's, slow down. That's okay. Twilight level writing right there. Okay. All right. So I, we'll move to I the will next say, um, Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I think the fact that I also haven't read the original um, probably changes the way I view the story. Mm. Because I didn't even know that it was a short story. My only experience is the old uh, Disney animated short. The Disney right. cartoon, yeah. which mm-hmm. they paid beautiful homage to in mm-hmm. this film with that first scene when it is Brahm and he throws the pumpkin at him. Mm-hmm. That is basically the animated short. And that's yeah. probably my favorite part of this film. 
Uh, but we can jump into the next category. Character. Yeah, for sure. We got character now. Uh, so I gave this a three out of five. Um, I think every character serves a serves their role nicely in this movie. Um, nothing that really stands out. Um, and just, to, I mean, that's actors more than it is characters. But uh, all the characters are written fine. Again, I think the weakest part is the uh, chemistry between Johnny Depp and, um, Chris, is it Christina? Yeah, Christina. Christina. Yep. And I don't um, know if it's Reese, Richie, Richie, it's Richie, right? Reese's make it Richie. Yeah. Yeah. Richie. Yeah. Uh, We're just going to say Christina Richie's name for a couple more minutes and get that figured <laughs> out. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought the characters were fine. No one really stood out um, in the performance as a whole. Uh, there's kind of, kind of an, somewhat of an arc for Johnny Depp's character, um, but I don't really know if it has any effect on the story in itself it's just kind of a it's just kind of a background story it's a very good point yeah it does at the beginning a little bit which is why i guess kind of why he goes there not really but i mean there's some stuff there for the characters that add a little bit of fluff to their um stories so that they're not super one-dimensional but um yeah i thought everyone was pretty good for the most part um as a character as a whole and yeah i have no complaints really about any of them all right elliot so i think i also gave this this a three yeah because i don't know the there's really not much character arc Right. Like I know so through my experience with the the animated version, Ichabod Crane is just a coward through and through. Yes. Mm, as far as right. which I have some goes. thoughts on how they show that in this movie. Yeah. He doesn't come across too cowardly. He comes across as afraid a lot, mm. but he still goes out and does things that a coward would not do right especially given that he's a constable unless it's a spider crawling across his bedroom floor right Hmm. but he also doesn't there's no growth at all he just stays the same character pretty much the whole time agreed yeah that's a good point all right should i jump into it yep all right go for it okay so i much for what elliot said i actually gave the character a two it wow. doesn't seem that Ichabod grows. Um, he's basically a coward the whole time. The biggest growth came in the storyline that I did not care for. Where basically his mom was killed or arrested for being a witch. And then yeah, he right. has to face the fact that Christina Ritchie's character is a good witch. Is that what happened? I'm going to so I'm going to be honest, I did not quite understand the plot line <laughs> with his mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's my frustration with it was those flashbacks of his mother. She was basically like it was kind of hinting at witch trial type stuff. Um she was a witch and that affected him as a child and now as an adult he's having to face that. And I get how it sounds like it could be really compelling. It just wasn't to me. It was that extra added fluff to a storyline that didn't need it. Like the character of um, the headless horseman is our focus. It should be, is he supernatural or is he in the costume? And this movie kind of reveals that too early for me. And I lost interest when that happened in that main mystery. And then when we get the delivery of, oh, it's actually like Christina Ricci is a good witch, but her stepmother is a bad witch. It got very Disney princessy and in a movie that is not Disney prince. Like, yeah, I, I don't know the character. There was just something off for me. So that's why I gave it a two. Also, like I mentioned, I did not like how he was a he's supposed to be a coward. But I felt that most when a spider crawls across his bedroom floor and he stands on a chair and just I'm going to do that, too. But it was weirdly placed in the movie. And then we see him like 
try to save Brom and it's supposed to kind of feel like growth, but it doesn't. I, I don't know. It was it was off for me. I gave seems the a, character seems aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I gave the character arc a two. I didn't find it a super compelling character arc, unfortunately. No. Um, I think I think ultimately what we're missing here is that the real arc was he went to prove that it was a person. Yeah. And instead he was faced with the fact that it was paranormal. But that was drowned out by the witch subplot. That's interesting. I didn't really that, that's not really how I watched that at all. It's really. interesting. That yeah, was my, my perspective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. Okay. Uh yeah, so on to music and sound design. Um, real uh, quick. Oh, back ahead, to character. Yeah. Can, can we all agree that young Master Mazbeth is the best character? <laughs> is that sarcasm uh, no i genuinely uh, thought he was like a fun character <laughs> um yeah I, sure why not oh, okay you're the guest i'm gonna give i'm just gonna let yeah. you run with that because we'll i have agree zero to say superfluous superfluous character <laughs> that served nothing no purpose whatsoever anyway yeah on to music and sound uh all right so i gave this a four out of five uh mostly just because unlike most people for whatever reason that i know i'm a sucker for danny elfman scores and uh whenever it's done with tim burton specifically i feel like it always elevates the movie it always sets the tone and puts you into this world and it was just fire as always not perfect but you know fire still slaps pretty good um yeah that's really all i have to say about that uh the sound design for the most part was pretty well balanced throughout the movie um nothing that really stands out at all this is mostly for because of i'm just a personal fan of danny elfman's work elliot what'd you say so i'm actually gonna gonna have a pretty hard disagree here with bryce i gave uh this a two Okay, let's uh, let's get uh, this guy oh, out of I, here. Come on, where's security? I, get this guy I out love, of the. What is this? <laughs> I love Danny Elfman scores in Tim Burton movies. This one did not do it for me. It felt super happy. Ooh, in what? interesting <laughs> point. <laughs> okay, way interesting. I don't know. Like the first time we, um. So the Van Garrett murder at the very beginning of the movie, mm, the yeah. score just does not fit the mood. And that same like chord progression keeps coming back. And it's just a weirdly happy chord progression. We're supposed just, to be glad this rich white guy is getting it. Well, <laughs> it just it didn't fit the vibe for me. So I'd, I was... Every time the score kicked back in, there was something that was just like, man, this is not fitting what I want to be hearing right now. So, so I gave it a two. Did not pass the vibe check for Elliot. Nope. <laughs> All right. I agree with Bryce on this one. Um, I think the music was pretty fantastic for... See, I actually love that opening scene, the whole even the title yeah. sequence, all of that. It's super gothic. It's super timber. And and I think the music kind of leaned into the gothicness a bit. I I can get how the vibe was different. Like, it's not really brooding. I didn't get that it was brooding, but I did get that it was kind of like classical gothic. Mm-hmm. And for me it worked i actually thought it was ultimately one of danny elfman's more memorable i mean i rem- probably would recognize this before i'd recognize some of his avengers work yeah i forgot he did avengers that's right yeah. he worked on the avengers <laughs> yeah i think he did i think he did the first avengers movie and mm-hmm. going back i was not impressed by the soundtrack however i did just leave seeing batman 89 and that's like comparatively batman 89 danny elfman to sleepy hollow danny elfman ouch because 89 is iconic yes i think i think 89 might be the most iconic elfman score it might be one of the most iconic superhero or any themes ever like next to the na 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 batman 
everybody knows Danny Elfman's Batman. I mean, game. his his score did inspire the animated series, and so <laughs> so I think there's no question here that Danny Elfman is talented. However, not every score is going to hit. Totally, yeah. So I did think I did think that this is probably one of his stronger ones. I appreciated the music in this, and I thought it fit the mood. Mm-hmm. Now I kind of want to re-experience it and try to pick up on what Elliot was feeling. Yeah, I'm 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 curious how he got to that point as well. But uh, we're not here to know. argue. We're just here to bring our differing opinions. So I, I like that you brought pretty uh, you brought some contrast to our fours. Don't ever do it again. <laughs> it's <laughs> deathly <laughs> silence there. <laughs> All right, Off let's jump into uh, editing and effects. Um, I gave this a three out of five. Uh, I thought the editing and the, or the effects as a whole were were pretty well done. It's kind of cheesy at times, but it kind of fits Tim Burton's uh, style a little bit. Um, like you said, there's some uh, like you said, there's some homages to the original story or the Disney animated uh, specifically. Uh, the Disney animated short. Uh, but outside of that, like it was pretty well edited. Uh, the effects were solid. It, it was a little cheesy at times. Like I said, I feel like that's more of a uh, Tim Burton thing than anything. But uh, yeah, I have no complaints really about it. It looks really good. Uh, the cutting and editing, it doesn't distract in any way. The camera shots um, are diverse and keep you engaged for the most part. You get some of those classic like tilted angled shots. Um Tim loves those. Yeah, I was, he does. I don't know like what just it coming is, out but he gets into it. I was like, man, he <clears throat> loves those tilted shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think uh, it's pretty solid overall, but nothing that really is memorable per se. Um, I will say the actual like uh, headless horseman um, looks really good, like throughout the entire movie. So uh, that's something to point out for sure. But outside of that, three out of five, it's just pretty solid overall. Uh, so. <clears throat> I'm actually going to agree with this one. I also gave it a three out of five. Whoa. For a lot of the same reasons. Um, and this actually ties into um, something that I was thinking about as I watched the movie once it was over. Um, I don't think that this movie should be rated R. Really? Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> the only, what? <laughs> the only reason this movie is rated R is because of the blood, yes, and the special effects, yes. <laughs> and it, I don't know. It just it doesn't feel like it should be rated R, and it still felt cartoony to me. Yeah, like when he's chopping oh. into the tree and he gets splattered with blood. It's like. Oh, haha. Yeah. Yep. So, are those your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the effects were still good. I just, I don't know. It being rated R might put some people off that don't necessarily need to be put off because it's, there's yeah. no like crazy language. It's not overtly sexual. In it's today's, just a bloody. in today's world, it would be a PG 13 movie, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, I actually gave the effects a four because I do. I'm I thought the Headless Horseman looked really good the entire time. Yeah, totally. Like and I'm sitting there watching, trying to figure out how they might have done that, whatever, uh, without looking up how they actually did it. And I was like, that's actually really impressive. The Headless Horseman looks really, really good. Um. Also, just some of the sets and everything look fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I actually thought even the headless bodies all looked really good for just prop pieces. They looked like headless bodies, but kind of where the blood felt cartoonish to me. So that's why I'm not going to give it a five out of five. It kind of took me out a little bit how cartoony some of it did look. So... But mm-hmm. overall, I was generally generally impressed. The only other one that kind of stood out as maybe a little rough, but still a cool effect was the pumpkin flying at right. Johnny. You could definitely tell it was a pumpkin on a track. Yep. But it was a cool effect, cool shot. And I appreciate doing it practically versus having a what would have ultimately for 1998, I believe, 
looked like a terrible CGI pumpkin flying through the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I give it a four. I'm actually waiting on a tax return. Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Actually, the high score on this one. All right. Good for you. All right. On to script. Okay. I gave the script a three out of five. Um, kind of same thing with the last couple. It's it's just solid. Um, nothing super memorable in it. One cringy line uh, about being uh, bewitched. Uh, just one? <laughs> just one. Um, not, nothing else in the script really stands out as cringy, honestly, um, that I can remember at least. Uh yeah, it's just a solid script overall. There's nothing that's going to be memorable. That one line is kind of cringy, but yeah, it's a three out of five. Nothing crazy. So I think I gave it a four, but I wasn't thinking about it too hard when I did. It was just kind <laughs> of a, it was one of those like, hey, yeah, the, the script was okay. I'll give it a four. Um, but like thinking back on it, I mean, I don't know. It, some of the stuff, so like the stuff with his mom wasn't conveyed very well, in my opinion. And I think that's a reflection of the script. True. Mm, okay. Um, so I, I might bump it down to like a three just because some of it didn't translate necessarily the way uh the writers might have wanted it to no right. changing your score that's not allowed <laughs> <laughs> um but, and y- yeah. you've missed it we've kind of determined that you're allowed to say like oh it's a soft three or a hard three or you can kind of I'll, I'll give it you a can quantify it then. yeah okay soft four it's a it's a weak four it's a weak four okay uh yeah i gave the script a two um (laughs) (laughs) it's not that bad come on (laughs) a note remember two is okay i thought the script was okay okay. i i didn't love any lines from it like i said i already i already didn't feel like the witchy elements added anything so Mm, i had an issue with the script there i don't feel like they added i don't feel like the script necessarily justified them being in the movie and then every romantic scene was super cringe it it didn't work for me however i did really kind of appreciate some of the investigative angle used in the script i thought that was clever Mm -hmm. but ultimately i thought that what was added to the story didn't work for me because of the script. So right, that's why I yeah. had to give the script a two. I think the elements that they were playing there, I, I wrote out my final thoughts so that I can com- convey this well. But uh, mm-hmm. I thought the elements they added had a lot of potential. I just think the script failed to make it worth the nearly two hour journey. Hmm. 
So right. that's why, yeah, that's why I ultimately ended up with just an okay score for the script. Well, that's fair. It is what it is. All right. That's so right. on to acting. Uh, likewise, like most of my other scores, uh, I gave it a three out of five. Um, everyone turns in a really solid performance. Uh, nothing that really sticks out to what's been given to us and directed by Mr. Burton himself. Uh, Johnny Depp fills his role nicely as he always tends to do. Uh, Christina's okay. She's, uh, but she's not bad. I would say, uh, it doesn't really stick out in any way. Um, trying to think if there's anyone else that really like stood out. Uh, like I said, Christopher Walken took me a little bit to like under like realize, oh, that's Christopher Walken there. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not really a performance that's gr- phenomenal and memorable. Johnny Depp kind of does just take the forefront of this movie for the entire runtime, basically. Uh, great job to the Headless Horseman guy, whoever played him. I don't, I don't know who even played him. <laughs> I was trying job. to find out if that was still Walken. Oh, that would be funny if it was, honestly. <laughs> like, his head's yeah. not in the movie at all, but he's still there. Right, he's still in there. <laughs> yeah, he, he I, does uh, a great job acting when his only line the entire film was, Yeah, screaming the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah it's, it, their performances are solid. There's nothing, nothing bad in here, but nothing, like, superb. So it's a three out of five. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the same, because I think... <laughs> Honestly, the standout for me was Christopher Walken, just how insane he was acting. Over the, the top. As the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I other than that, it was it was pretty just I don't know, it felt pretty baseline standard acting. It didn't feel special really. Right. I, I agree. I gave it a three. I thought Walken kind of stood out just with the insanity of his approach. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure I loved it, but it's definitely memorable. Right. Uh, and I thought Johnny Depp delivered a 90s Johnny Depp performance. Which isn't a bad thing. It was nope. just like typical Johnny Depp. Not finding Neverland Johnny Depp. Mm. but yeah you you get it um yeah it, it was just good acting good acting nothing super not putting it up for any awards or anything in that category so three for me on the acting all right cool next up we got direction so i went ahead and gave this a three out of five uh yeah it was uh i mean movie kind of blew by it's only like an hour and 50 minutes and that's with credits so yeah the movie does kind of just fly by you um there's not really any pacing issues at all uh with the movie in my opinion like i said the romance scenes are maybe a little whatever but they kind of fly by you you don't you don't really notice them in the grand scheme of the movie i guess um and I would say I will say like a couple of those scenes actually give a little to the story. So it kind of sets up some stuff. So that's that is what it is. But yeah, they. I mean, I'm trying to think. I thought there was something that did stick out. It might have just been some of the like romantics, romantic. uh, (laughs) The scenes with romance uh, just didn't really hit. And so it was kind of off. Um, I can understand if it was because of like the weirdness with Johnny Depp and um christina but outside of that i think it's a well-directed movie i'm a sucker for tim burton set pieces and environments and world building um so outside of that uh it's a pretty standard direct directing uh job done here by tim burton so yeah three out of five so uh i went with a four out of five for this one Ooh. um i just I thought it was directed fairly well. Like the actors were given pretty good direction on what to do, despite how the script might not have been the best. Um, and I mean, come on, it, it's a it's a it's a Tim Burton movie. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay, I have uh, I have thoughts on Tim Burton, man. Um, I think. Be careful. Well, I know because this is wow. 
I used to be a diehard Tim Burton fan, like used to be a top five directors. Um, but I think you nailed. You nailed Tim Burton with what you said, Bryce. You said set design. Uh, what was the rest? Atmosphere, atmosphere, environment, world building, world all building. The- yep. Like that's what Tim does so well. Mm hmm. I don't think his particular like his choice of camera angles, his pacing. I think in some ways he's off in these other categories, but what he does is create an environment, create a movie that you want to be immersed in and he immerses you in it. Ultimately, I gave it a four for this because this world is drenched in fog and shadows and just like everything I want out of a Halloween movie. This movie was dripping in gothic architecture and old architecture and Mm -hmm. spooky woods, creaky bridges, dark shadows like it was drenched in spook. I love it. But I didn't love the movie. And so that's why it wasn't a five. But I think he nails those atmospheres, like you said, the sets, the atmosphere, that cemetery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to take a chair and sit down and read a book. Uh, like, that's a spooky <laughs> cemetery. It's so good. Right. But yeah. He really excels at that. And I think he knocked it out of the park creating the atmosphere of this movie. Yeah, totally. What I didn't like. And maybe this goes back to the script as well, but I think it's ultimately direction was it felt like a weird hodgepodge of some scenes kind of like, hey, this is inspired by slasher movies. And then some scenes were like, hey, this is an action movie. And then some scenes were like, hey, this is a gothic horror movie, romance, whatever. And I didn't think they always blended that well. Like that bridge fight scene with Brom is pretty cool for an action movie. Like, I actually thought that fight was pretty decent. It was good. It was well done. I liked it. But I didn't feel fear. So I I don't know. I don't know how to balance that. And I'm not saying I have answers for it. I'm just saying it was a little off for me. It was still love that atmosphere. That's why I gave it a four. But there were just some choices that... How many times does the headless horseman need to like spin his sword around? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't it know. It did it's, look pretty cool though. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just nitpicking. I feel like I, I I am nitpicking it a bit, but yeah, it looked cool for an action movie. And then I'm trying to remember: is this a horror movie? Is this an action movie? Is this a murder mystery movie? Mm-hmm. Is it all of these things at once? I think sticking with one might have helped or even like one with a little bit of two instead it feels like a lot thrown in direction wise but i gave it a four anyways i rambled <laughs> on to the next <laughs> on to the next one so we got it factor i gave this a tree out of five um like elliot i I also watched this movie ha, a long ha, time ago ha, you gave it a tree Oh, yes. It, I man, did. you made a pun about this movie and you didn't even realize it, did you? It was huh. not in it was not um not my plan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh it was a uh yeah, I I also saw this movie a long time ago and honestly, I man, I <laughs> I had a fever dream of like idea of like what this movie was before I sat down and watched it again. Um but yeah, I think the movie in itself um Tim Burton and Johnny Depp being tied to it definitely give it some juice. That's for sure. I'm actually curious what the, uh, let's see, the box, the budget was $100 million and it grossed uh, worldwide about $200 million, just a little over $200 million. So, you know, it's, you know, humble, humble brag. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like... I think it's just a three. You could even argue it's a two, really. I think for me personally, it lands more on a three 
just because I think it's a it's still a fun movie to watch at the end of the day. I still remember the movie. It it wasn't ever lost in my memory. Um, even going into like this entire list, and I saw the movie, it's like, oh yeah, I remember that movie. So yeah, it's a three. It probably could easily be a two, but. Yeah, I don't really have much more to say about it. It did well at the box office. I don't know if you asked anyone else about it, but it's not. I don't think this movie is just like totally lost in the, um, in uh, it's to- totally lost in the space of other like movies in this genre slash Halloween esque sphere. You know what I mean? So yeah, three out of five. I went with a two. Because this is kind of one of those movies that it's just like people know about it peripherally, but yeah. it's it's not like a oh yeah that's a I love that movie it's a, it's such a classic like it doesn't have that cult classic status and it was kind of just like a it came and it went it wasn't anything super talked about but like people still know about it. It's like a head being lopped off in the woods. Did anybody hear it fall? Uh, the I get I give it a three two. I mean, I think I was nine when it came out, mm-hmm. and I do remember quite a bit of marketing. I do remember it being talked about, but ultimately, like Elliot said, it's not one that like when you meet a Tim Burton fan, they don't go, "Oh, Sleepy Hollow is my favorite." They don't say that. I don't know anybody who thinks this movie is the best Tim Burton movie. I don't hear many people talking about it today. However, it is one of the best Sleepy Hollow adaptations we've ever had. Mm-hmm. So it's how a many, shame. How many shame. Sleepy Hollow adaptations are Not there? Not many. They're mostly even older than this one. But I think there was one in the 40s, 40s or 50s. Then there was the animated one. I think there's been like a couple TV movies. Like there's really not a whole lot given to this, which is why this is one of the best adaptations that's been done. Um, I think the promise of Tim Burton lured a lot of people out in some ways. Not as bad. In some ways, I was feeling like this was the happening of Tim Burton's movies because there was a big deal made about M night doing an R rated film. And then the happening just was like, why? And there the were a lot of they're out in the woods. That's no, that's the one no, where the village. Yeah. That's the one where at the end, the trees were the one causing everybody to kill themselves. The plants. Yeah. The plants were causing everyone to kill themselves. Um, And I felt like this was like, oh, Tim Burton is going to do an R-rated horror movie. And everybody was super excited about that. But like you said, it's not really an R-rated movie and it's not really a horror movie. So that's why it's a three. I think it failed to kind of live up to the hype. Totally. Yep. All right. On to entertainment of yeah how entertained were we uh and then final scores here so i gave my seven out of ten um i was surprisingly still really entertained with this movie upon rewatching it uh i probably it could have maybe gone down to six maybe but i felt pretty good about seven um yeah uh pretty entertained from beginning to end like i said it kind of just flies by there's not really anything that sticks out and like drags this movie down uh it's just a really solid flick and um I mean, I would come back and rewatch it. I don't know if I'm going to go out of my way to rewatch this, but it's definitely a movie that's in my memory and (laughs) will probably stay there. It's not something I'm going to forget necessarily. But yeah, that brings my total score to a 33 out of 50, which feels fair. So I'm going with 8 out of 10. Mm. Um, It was was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm kind of surprised based on your score, but I'm easily entertained. Like if I'm being That's good. critical, That's a good thing. if I'm being critical, I can be critical. But when it comes to entertainment factor, it's just like, man, yeah, that this, exactly. This was you got a lot it. Of fun to watch. Okay. I gave it a five. Um, 
I, I thought parts okay. of it were a lot of fun to watch. And then I thought other parts of it. See, Bryce, you said you thought you moved it. It moved along at it pretty quickly. I thought parts of this movie dragged. And I, I don't know why. I really wanted to like walk out being like, man, I forgot how good this movie was. Instead, I watched it again and said, now I remember why I forgot this movie. So like there are parts that I remember and I remembered from the first time I watched them. And when I watched the second time, those were still the parts that stood out to me. And I barely remember the ending because I didn't care for it at all. Um, But like the scene with Brom fighting the headless horseman, I remember that scene vividly from the first time I saw it. And I stood out again as one of the stronger scenes of the movie. Or the scene where the boy hides under the floorboards. That scene was great. But ultimately, the delivery, that kind of Scooby-Doo conclusion of who's behind this headless horseman hurt. It didn't hurt me so bad, but like it hurt my enjoyment of this movie quite a bit. I didn't get that hook that made me go, whoa, this is brilliant. It made me go, eh, okay. So ultimately, it was a five for me. It, it's not bad, not good. I do think the atmosphere is totally worth revisiting. It's one that I would put on like I actually put it on to work out to the other day, just kind of as like background because I was getting ready for this. I was rewatching it and I'm not paying super deep, close attention to it. But the now atmosphere mention it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. I'm starting oh. to ramble, so go ahead and <laughs> save me from myself. <laughs> now that you mention it, why the the scene with the horseman and the guy and his wife and the kid in under the floor? Why? It was I don't a think thrilling that was scene. Ever explained. No, it was a thrilling scene, but I couldn't tell you why he killed them. It was. She mentioned it at the end. It was because the wife had too many knew too many details, and so she sent. Oh. The, but why yeah. kill the husband and the kid? Because the horseman so... is usually super direct about who he's killing. Yeah, yeah. that's why he walked by Ichabod. Exactly. Yeah. So the... why kill the husband and the kid? Because she told him to. See, there's there's the See, issue. You guys just did not pay attention. Boom. There it is, folks. <laughs> you have it right there. This movie's is it, actually was... great. The script kind of floundered in some areas that it needed to be stronger. Tim, like, you, were probably, you were working out while you watched it. You probably missed the it. The second <laughs> time, the first time I watched it. <laughs> the, the Oh, no, that's one of the longest villain expositions ever at the end, too. She drug on for so long about, I did it because this and that. And I just, no, I didn't care. It didn't work. Um, yeah. Ultimately, my final score was not that far <laughs> off of your two. My final score was a 30. So all of, all of us kind of put this movie into the good category. Yep, seems fair. Tough, but fair. I, I really don't have any other final thoughts, honestly. I think it's a fun time <laughs> overall. I'd say check it out. Um if you kind of just need a change of pace for spooky movies, I, I genuinely think most people will get down with the um, mystery slash detective side of this movie. Um, the ro- the romance stuff doesn't really take up that much of this movie. Um, I think it, I think if you pay attention, the story as a whole and like the reasons behind why people do what will make sense. Is it perfect? I'm not going to say it's perfect at all, um, but. Yeah, like I think you'll genuinely have a decent time. It might not be your favorite movie, but you'll you'll enjoy it probably. Yeah. So our average of all the scores together, including my wife's, puts it at a 32, which it's a good movie for social gatherings. We we're all actually this is probably one of the closest that all our scores come out together. Yeah. In that category, all between 30 and 35, which is pretty good sign that, you know, it's a, it's a solid movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, The final thoughts that I wrote for this. um, To me, it's kind of like an old fashioned mincemeat pie, like the kind that actually had meat in it. Mm -hmm. 
uh it has ingredients that on their own i enjoy so like there's the beef you have fruit you have distilled spirits all those things great on their own but when you mix it together the result is something that just wasn't to my taste it's just off. i can recognize the pieces in the ingredients i can love those pieces and ingredients but the rough final result wasn't a pie that i'm gonna dig into all the time right actually yeah. i've never eaten a mincemeat pie but i thought it was okay interesting it because <laughs> <laughs> like all those ingredients sound good on their own but once you put meat in a pie with fruit i'm checked out no thanks so mm, yeah and and that's kind of how i felt about this movie it toyed with a lot of good ideas it succeeded in some areas like you said the mystery part of this is kind of fun even though I didn't care for the reveal, some other people might care for the reveal. The mystery part's fun. Ultimately, the main story was a mystery. I kind of prefer the original story where we're left wondering where we don't know if it's paranormal or not. But it, it's still a fun movie. I will say <clears throat> this is a horror movie for people who don't like horror movies. That's a good point. Or people yeah, who that's fair. don't, don't really watch horror movies. Yep. This is, if you want to watch a Halloween movie and you don't like horror movies, watch sleepy hollow. That is fair. That's yeah. how we're going to plug this one. That's fair. I, <laughs> that's I agree a with good that. Point. <laughs> <laughs> so bringing it back to 13 nights of Halloween, we now have the horror movie for those of you who don't really dig horror that much, which makes me wonder why you clicked on a podcast called the 13 nights of Halloween. We don't Anyways, ask questions. Just watch. We're glad you clicked watch. on it. <laughs> so while you're clicking on the podcast, make sure to click on the link that takes you over to Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. Spotify. Hit follow. His subscribe Apple podcast. Yep, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, all those things. All the hit things. like, hit subscribe, follow us. Don't miss an episode of 13 Nights of Halloween. We got a couple more coming your way. Yeah, it's a good time. Anyway, Any other thoughts? Uh, no, nothing for me. Um, Elliot, you feel good? I'm feeling pretty good. All Love right. that for you. Thank you for joining us today, Elliot. Always nice to have a guest. It's fun to be a guest good all right love that all right well with that that wraps up another episode we will see y'all in the next episode bye